This is Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Alan Carter Radio Program. Alan is off this week. I'm Mark Carcassel filling in. I want to talk about this story. It's a terrifying story in one way. Uh, and in another way, it's a fantastic story, especially because it had a resolution in the end that uh, was happy and really uh, got the message out about a, an important initiative. A 16-year-old girl uh, from Kentucky had been abducted by a man and uh, noticed something on TikTok that I guess she remembered and used. It was a hand signal that she was giving to other motorists uh, as this man was driving her around. It resulted in the police being called and this young woman fortunately being rescued and being allowed to return home safe, which oftentimes in abduction stories, and we've all heard them in the news, it doesn't come to that same resolution. So uh, to me, this is great. And uh, if you know me personally, you know that I make fun of TikTok a lot. I think I've even uttered the words, what good can ever come of something like TikTok? Clearly, uh, this story shows me that I've been wrong, and there's definitely good that can come from TikTok. So uh, joining us now is Suzanne Duncan. She is the Vice President of Philanthropy at the Canadian Women's Foundation. Thank you for joining us this afternoon, Suzanne. My pleasure. Thank you, Mark. Now, I mentioned that this has been all over TikTok, and that is where this young lady discovered it. But uh, this wasn't actually created by TikTok. This was something that actually came from the Women's Foundation, correct? Absolutely. The Canadian Women's Foundation um, was very worried at the beginning of the pandemic because we know things like pandemics, like uh, you know, natural disasters can cause a real increase in gender-based violence. And we were very worried about that. So we worked uh, early on in the pandemic to think about what a sign could look like, a signal that somebody could make that wouldn't leave a digital trace. Because we know with the pandemic restrictions, a lot of folks were stuck at home with their abuser. And we also know that folks who um, are living in violence often have their cell phones monitored, their computers monitored. So we were really interested in trying to come up with a sign that people could make that wouldn't leave a digital trace. And it's really amazing how that has spread around the world and been used in an application like this that wasn't at all online. Yeah, it's so great to see this story. I remember when uh, the Women's Foundation, the Canadian Women's Foundation first came out, I think it was a little over a year ago now uh, with mm -hmm. that hand signal. And then seeing it in this story sort of brought it back like, oh, my God, it worked. Uh, let's tell people what, what is the sign exactly? How do you make it? Yeah, so it's it's pretty easy and you can go to our website, canadianwomen.org to check it out. But essentially hard to describe on the radio, but you sure. put your hand up um, and open, you put your thumb into your palm and then you trap your thumb with the rest of your fingers. So it's a you know thumb into the palm, trap your, trap your thumb with your fingers. Sort of like you're making a, a four with the palm of your hand at first and then you just sort yeah. of curl your fingers over the thumb. Exactly. So hearing this story out of Kentucky, not in Canada, in Kentucky, shows you that your organization's work has gone uh, across the continent, at least, if not across the world. What was mm -hmm. your, your reaction to hearing the story and knowing that she used the sign? Well, you know, obviously my reaction was relief and hope and, and being really, um, really honored to be part of an organization that's helped get this tool out there. But I'll tell you, over the last year and a half, we've heard stories from Turkey, from the UK, from all over the world of how folks are taking this, uh, this sign wow. and really running with it, whether that's in real life, whether that's on TikTok. It's really been um, so wonderful um, and also a bit scary uh, because you know that this, uh, this is a tool that's going to help people indicate that they need somebody to check in on them, to need somebody to support them. But it also really shines a light on how many folks are living in dangerous situations right now. That's a good point. Um, 
And this is a sign that can be used. I mean, this young lady used it uh, in a car, uh, giving it mm -hmm. to passing motorists. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, someone recognized it. But you can you can kind of do it in, in any scenario where there's someone watching who might be able to get you help, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We actually had a story from the UK where um, a woman who was a hairdresser um, put that symbol up in her in her hair salon so that people could make that sign while they were getting their hair cut. So we've seen people really come up with so many creative ways to be able to use this. And well, what's really, really important is that you know, as many people as possible know what to do when they see it. And so we're going to be in the next couple of weeks launching a responder campaign to really help people know what to do when they see it, understand the context that it's being used in, and know what steps to take to help people stay safe. And where would people be able to find that? Yeah, you'll be able to find it on CanadianWomen.org, and we'll also have it out uh, out in the out in the media, out on all of the same TikTok channels, um, to really help people know what to what to do. We know that in Canada, about one in three people have either seen that sign or know what that sign is, and we've got to get that to a hundred percent. This uh, this uh, gender-based violence epidemic is not over, and we need more people to know what to do and to also really like shine a light on gender-based violence because it's been such a stigmatized issue and so many people living with violence are really living with a lot of shame and stigma. And we wanna open up conversations and help people really show their support and show people who are living in violence that there's, there's options and that we're here to support them as a community. You brought up a good point there, and that is the need for people to recognize the sign when they see it. So mm -hmm. uh, one in three, I think was the number you cited in mm -hmm. terms of people who recognize it. Um, how, how important is that to, to get that message out there of what it is, what it means and what to do and how do you get it out there? Yeah. So, you know, we're going to be spreading this as much as we can, but it's really going to rely on, on people like your listeners, um, you know, average folks being more comfortable with people talking about violence, being more comfortable with the idea that someone may reach out to them or, you know, use a sign and being aware of what services exist. You know, we're very lucky in Canada, there are shelters, there are safety planners, there are hotlines, there's lots of different services out there. And we'll actually have a number that you can text to be able to connect to some of those services and help the person that you care about, who you're worried about, get the appropriate help that they need to be able to plan, plan for their own safety. Have governments gotten involved in this too. I, I don't see Absolutely. why levels of leadership shouldn't get involved in this and, and make this a, a thing that we teach, you know, even kids. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I'll say that this campaign is actually in partnership with, um, with the federal government and the women and gender uh, uh, quality uh, arm of the government. So we're very happy that they have uh, really recognized how we need to spread this further. And this second stage of the campaign where we're going to be helping people learn what to do and how to respond um, is, is really, you know, in partnership with the government. But I know we can all do more and we'll be working really hard with everyone to uh, get kits out to schools, to get kits out to different workplaces, and to be able to, um, to be able to provide some training for workplaces for, for all different, um, different kinds of spaces so that everyone knows what to do when they see this. And more importantly, we're talking about it because, you know, 44% of women have experienced this kind of gender-based violence in their lifetime. We need to make sure that we're not keeping this a secret anymore, but we're talking openly and really feeling confident in how to support folks. Well, I think it's a great initiative, and it was great to see in this story out of Kentucky that it it, uh, it came to a, a fruitful resolution. I just want to ask you, Suzanne, before we go, uh, maybe some uh, quick resources. Where should a woman in need, uh, where's a quick place that a woman in need can, can turn for help? 
Mm-hmm. We have a number of, reps, of uh, resources on our website, canadianwomen.org. Um, you can also uh, make sure that the website's not monitored. We've got a, an easy button to push for that. There's also the Assaulted Women's Hotline, which gives 24-hour uh, assistance to folks who are trying to figure out what the best steps are for them to reach safety. Um, and then Women's Shelters Canada also has a ton of resources. So there's lots of different resources out there. And, uh, and you know, we really encourage anyone that's worried about someone to do a little bit of digging into that and to open up a conversation with that person and know that they are supported. All right. So the signal again for anyone listening, women, uh, men teach the women in your life. It's like you're making a four with your hand, the palm facing outward, and then you curl the fingers over your thumb. Uh, We've been speaking to Suzanne Duncan with the Canadian Women's Foundation. Suzanne, thank you so much. Thank you, Mark.